right. Welcome, everyone, to the MMOs.com pad- podcast. That's what it is. Podcast. Podcast. And uh, we, got a, we got a treat for you here on episode 161. I'm joined by my regular guest, Omar Altai, or co-host, yeah. I should say. And we have a guest star appearing uh, this week. Introduce yourself. It? Introduce yourself. Oh, it's Gumble. It's me. Who are you? Mr. Grumbles. For those who don't know. <laughs> For those who don't know. Oh, God. I'm the guy who just took a drink from this and went up his nose. Ow. You're the guy who gave Revelation Online on MOS.com <laughs> a score of good. Now, I want, you right. to, I I want admit, to remind you of that. I admit any review I wrote, just minus a point for many reviews, and that's the actual score. I think that's the way to do it. I think everyone does have a bit of an upwards bias. Like when you try to grade something, you always grade it a little bit higher than it deserves. Everyone has their review system. Jim Sterling has his. I have mine. I always give a free point. Because uh, I don't know, I'm generous. It's because like when you go, when you, it's like when you see a movie, right? And at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, like you look at your friend and say that was that was, that was pretty good. Like you're afraid to say it was bad even if you didn't like it because like if they liked it and you said it was bad, there's mm-hmm. kind of like a disconnect there, you know. So you you can play the safe way. It was all right or it was good. Yeah, yeah. You took that mentality to gaming, I guess. Though. That's like why, why I don't like one through five squares because people only give things a one or a five. There's no yeah. in between, right? So True. I just go. I just take the default. Go right in between. Right in between. It's all good. Alright. Cool. My bias leans towards Ligma. Oh, I, I, like, I don't want to get no, into that please, stupid no, Please, meme. not that meme. I'm done with that meme. Alright, so weekly raid, guys. Out. Weekly raid, huh? What's yeah. the weekly raid? Weekly raid. Let's hear it. Let's All go right. on a raid, boys. Well, this week, uh, well, I guess I should say next week, Battle for Azeroth is coming out. The new expansion for WoW. And Ooh. there's been a little bit of uh, controversy around uh, one of the characters. Sylvanas, Windrunner. Uh, apparently, there was a lore trailer that people took issue with. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I watched it. Uh, have you guys seen it? I watched it. Yeah, okay. I've seen it. Uh, first of all, I thought it was a lazy trailer because it was like a slideshow. They couldn't even animate it. Like they couldn't like make it like a real cinematic. It was but, like uh, artsy. It was artsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't call it lazy. Don't call it lazy. It was artsy. So let's just okay. So here's what happens in the trailer basically. So Sylvanas burns down this fancy tree, which I uh, the name is tell, escaping tell, me. Teldrassil. I can never. I, I Tr- always say. Teldrassil. Teldrassil. And I've been play, I, I've played World of Warcraft. I've played Warcraft 3. Yeah. And I always put, I, I don't know. That word just escapes me. Right. So anyway, she, she ordered the burning of this tree. And people, for some reason, are outraged. Outraged that the, un, the leader of the undead would want to burn a living tree. I well, mean, she killed innocent people. She did. Uh, first of all, Sylvanas did nothing wrong. All right. That's, I'm going I'm to get that out there right now. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. She burnt down this tree. The original plan was for the horde to capture this place. All right, and hold as a strategic point, and she decided, kind of, a spur of the moment, or at least she didn't discuss with the rest of the horde that she was actually going to burn it down. And, and when she ordered it, her other generals were basically saying, "There's no honor in this. this is, you know, they're going to come for us if we do this." But she still orders a burning of the tree, which many people viewed as like comically evil, or like because I think before this, at one point, the controversy comes from um, at one point Blizzard says that Azeroth was was always a world of uh, of ambiguity and gray. There were shades of gray. It was morally gray. That's not true. <laughs> so, and if you look at the comments on any, any of these videos about lore, everyone says, like, morally gray, though. Am I right? That's, like, the meme because, you know, Sylvanas was doing something that's, quote-unquote, like, very comically evil. However, I still maintain that I don't think it was evil or comically evil. I think she has a plan, and I'm going to defend Sylvanas as being uh, not an evil person or an evil, yeah. I, I'm going to take your side on that, but for a slightly different reason. I mm-hmm. thought that was actually the opposite of what people were saying. I don't think she was being comically evil. I think it's it's more interesting that Blizzard is showing us uh, a leader acting on a very emotional impulse, right? Where mm-hmm. traditionally, like you said, people are like, it's ambiguous. Ambiguous doesn't mean no one does anything right or wrong. You know, ambiguous means like this. There's, there's a leaders like this can make an impulse decision based on their emotion, right? So for me, mm-hmm. the fact that the other leaders saw the, how bad of a choice it was, uh, mm-hmm. is, it was interesting because it shows that maybe she acted irrationally. Right or emotionally, but the other horde members recognize it was a mistake. So I think this is a lot deeper than we usually get in WoW. I think you're both demonstrating something even uh, superior to this discussion, or more important, which is that lore is so damn important, and that we can actually have these long, uh, sometimes ferocious debates about what a character's motivations are, mm-hmm. and whether or not it's appropriate, are the writers doing the right thing, is this what we can understand about this character or this world? And what it shows, at least for World of Warcraft, is that this universe is just as much a part of the charm of the game as the game itself. 
Yeah. That's, a, that's a good point. And, you know, these characters like Sylvanas have been with us for over a decade. You know, in the pregame, we just showed yeah. pictures of our old basement and our land setup. And, you know, a lot of the games we played were Warcraft 3, like all those custom yeah. games, the main Dota and stuff. So we know these characters. We've been They've been with us our entire adult life. So it is amazing that people are still so uh, invested in these characters that they are having these discussions. There is a lot of controversy. In fact, I had a pretty, I had about a two-hour argument. <laughs> Listen, I had a two-hour argument on Discord with a friend who plays a lot more World of Warcraft than I do. He's played more recently. And he was saying just how awful the writing is and how evil Sylvanas is now. I took the other side, and I, I, I learned more about the more recent WoW lore arguing about this because I think he made a few interesting points. And I'm sure if you guys aren't familiar with some of the intricacies of this of this discussion, uh, what happened was after the burning of uh, Teledrassel, the tree, the Alliance basically attacked Lordaeron, uh, the Undercity, which is you know the where mm -hmm. the, where, the horror controls the Undercity. And it's what happened? Hardest to navigate in all of World of Warcraft. Yes, very annoying place to navigate. And uh, so basically, doing this action of burning this tree down led to them getting attacked. It also, Sylvanas also ordered the use of the plague in combat, which is they're not supposed to do. It's kind of like uh, chemical weapons, right? They've kind of agreed not to use <laughs> Yeah, they basically agreed not to use the plague. And they've actually, in, in that battle, they ended up using the plague on their own soldiers as well as collateral damage to kill the, to kill the alliance in that battle. And the resulting was that the Undercity was ended up completely destroyed and uninhabitable. So neither side can even control this once, you know, bastion of, you know, the Forsaken. So this whole place is uninhabitable now. And that's, that's considered very, you know, was considered by my friend to be comically evil. That she would just, you know, be willing to kill her own troops and creating all-out war when uh, all our generals were against it. It was basically just her that was, you know. She, the, the, and, and this, the, the, the part about the bad writing, the previous expansion, and basically the Horde and the Alliance came together to defeat a greater evil, right, through mm -hmm. Legion. And they work together. So this 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 happens literally right after an amazing cooperation between the Horde and the Alliance. That she would just suddenly throw that brush that all away to declare all out war with the with the Alliance is why many have argued that it's just bad writing or she's comically evil. So what do you guys think about that? Is she is no, she I evil? No, I don't think so. And I think in fact people who are against this are the ones who have a comic view on reality. Uh, it's very, it's, it's you know, it's very common for people to turn in, turn on each other, even after cooperation. And uh, World War II comes to mind. Before we, before the Allies even got to Berlin, American generals like Patton wanted to ally with Hitler or what was left of his army and go to Moscow. And MacArthur mm -hmm. wanted to nuke China. He wanted to nuke Beijing as soon as we after we nuked, uh, you know, Japan. So mm -hmm. and, and they were allies like like a year ago. You know, China and Russia were allies against you know in World War II. So th this is very realistic, you know. So I, I see no point of saying like, oh, it's comically evil. Humans use gas on each other, like like uh, you were saying, Gumball. So there's nothing odd about her, you know, using this toxic gas to kill the enemy and her own people. Well, here's here's another example. Here's one un indefensible uh, position, for example. Uh, there, there, there was another cutscene in the game where basically Sylvanas allows Forsaken members to meet up with Alliance family members. So what happens is, you know, once the Forsaken were raised. Uh, they, they they had a chance to meet with their their living counterparts, right, from the alliance, like a, in like a neutral area, right. So some for some forsaken people that are under Sylvanas's control met up with their their family that's still alive, right. They had a chance to meet for like the first time, and they did a lot of them got along really well. And some of the forsaken wanted to basically leave Sylvanas and leave the forsaken, leave the horde to go with the alliance to be with their family, right, on the on the side of the living. Where most of them didn't, they were okay to like, they agreed that it was a temporary thing and they were going to go back. So, like, let's say 90% of people were going back to Sylvanas and 10% were basically deserting and trying to join the alliance, right? Because mm -hmm. they want to be with their family, their living family. And then once that happened, Sylvanas ordered her elite guard to just kill all of them, including the ones that were coming back. Wow. She, was, she, was, she was mad that 10% was willing to betray her to just leave to join the alliance. And she ordered even the ones that were sent out, even the ones that were coming back to the side of the horde, right? She ordered them to be killed as well. Wow. And that was also taken pretty negatively by by her other horror generals, and and rightfully so. That's like I would argue that's like the one thing she did that was very emotional, and not necessarily comically evil. Maybe she just no, she acted very emotionally or irrationally. But however, in the grand scheme of the the conflict, I don't think this this can, you could write her off as as evil based based on that alone. Comically evil is such a a, a good way to dismiss thing. Do you mm -hmm. know what actually is comically evil? What is comically evil? Cortex from the Crash Bandicoot series. There's a comically evil character. I don't get the impression that Sylvanas is comically evil, but I think we should just—I think we should uh, step up a level and just figure out, you know, how important 
is lore itself for an MMORPG because I think we're all used to playing games where maybe lore is at least not the forefront. If I were to, if I were to make a scale, right? Yeah. And I were to put World of Warcraft say over here, I would say that here's a game that has an extremely heavy lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, its universe is brimming with lore. You can find it in every corner. It's been like that since the beginning, since Warcraft. And then you have a game maybe you know over here, and I'm trying to think of what that might be. Maybe like. Um, What's that Charlemagne game? Uh, Charlemagne oh, game. The one that came before Minecraft. What's it called? Worm Online. Where there's no story at all, like Worm Online, uh, in which you know players are, are basically have to write their story themselves, or or the story sandbox is sandbox game, yeah. Action. You know, sandbox game, right? And then everything there's everything else is in between. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of games, like an Aloha or a Moo Legend or something, the story is it doesn't play as much of a role in the mm-hmm. players' interaction with the player over here. So. Is that maybe what we need to see is more great storytelling? Um, and maybe what draws us in and we don't realize what is the fact that there's a story. And even if we don't care about it, we just like to know it's there because it gives the world a purpose. Yeah, I, I think yeah. even, even if you don't really follow the story in World of Warcraft, you know who the leaders are. You know who Sylvanas is, right? You know who like Thrall is, some of the main characters of the Warcraft universe. Mm-hmm. Even if you skip all the dialogue, like you see, like even people that skip dialogue, they watch a lot of cutscenes because honestly, Blizzard makes some pretty badass cutscenes, and you see these characters come to life in these cutscenes. And you know, even if you skipped all the lore, you you you're interested in at least their characters and their actions. That it does kind of keep you more invested in the world. And I think the problem is with with World of Warcraft. Maybe not a problem, but I think a lot of players, you know, maybe expect something else from World of Warcraft. I mean, I, I I've played uh, quite a bit of Final Fantasy fourteen recently and I, I read all the story in that game and i think there are examples of comically evil and poorly written characters in final fantasy 14 that you don't see in world of warcraft and perhaps you know i guess compared to final fantasy 14 i feel like sylvanas is a, is a much better character than some of the villains we've seen in uh even, arguably she's not a villain either because you know from from the horse perspective she's she's a freedom fighter she wants to have a world for the forsaken she wants to conquer the world also i think people kind of mistake conquering the world is not like an evil deed like when Alexander the Great was trying to conquer the known world, was he being evil? I, no, I don't he think he was drunk. Whatever, <laughs> but, but but conquest in and of itself is not an evil deed. And I think Sylvanas does want conquest, but she also fears that the existence of humanity is a, is, is a threat to the Forsaken. It always has been, because if you remember, I think once Sylvanas gained autonomy and the Forsaken gained autonomy from Arthas, where she was no longer a thrall for Arthas and had her mind control. Like they once they got free will, once the Forsaken had free will. All the humans were trying to kill them anyway because they were worried that they're going to lose that free will and, and, and basically become like slaves again to Arthas or something else and lose control. So they were, their existence was always threatened by the Alliance. So their mere existence was considered a threat. And, and, and that has forged kind of Sylvanas to be an asshole to a degree. I mean, she, right now she craves power. She craves to conquer the world. And I don't think that's necessarily evil. So she's set up to be a raid boss. Is that what you're getting at? That, that's what they, oh. they, 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 they did that in the previous expansion with Garrosh, who basically became comically evil. Like mm-hmm. without a doubt, Garrosh in the previous expansion was basically she ended up he ended up being the raid boss and he was pretty irredeemably I, evil. And I'm, I'm hoping they don't do that. Is there something? Is Blizzard just repeating the formula that worked? Right. I, this this is going beyond the, the mm-hmm. question a little bit, but they did it with Arthas, right? You have this mm-hmm. guy who's supposed to be a hero. He becomes a villain. And then you just mentioned Garrosh, who mm-hmm. I, and I haven't played. I really haven't played the expansions in depth since uh, mm-hmm. Wrath, so I don't know that much. But now it looks like they're going to do the same thing with Sylvanas, right? Especially since you're telling me that in previous, yes, uh, previously in the story, yeah, she's done, done some things that are questionable. People but, are getting mad, yeah. and she's killing some people all the time, right? So they're turning this character who's somewhat familiar, somewhat popular, and they're going to turn her into a bad guy. And of course, when we see someone fall from grace, it's a tragedy. It becomes more emotional. Mm-hmm. But it seems, I mean, based on, I mean, I haven't read, read comments or anything. It seems like this time it may not be working as bad, uh, as well, mm-hmm. and it's going badly. Maybe the formula, maybe the jig is up. Well, they, the, the, the problem is, I wouldn't say the jig is up. I think, look, a game like this, like I said, where we've been playing for 10 years, right? Or more than that, 15 years. And before yeah. that, Warcraft 3, nothing they do, right, mm-hmm. will, will satisfy everyone. Because everyone no, has their, that's true. Everyone that's has right. their own in, you know, uh, idea mm-hmm. of where it should go. Has their own like little fanfic in their head, you know? Mm-hmm. So whatever they do, whoever they make the next baddie, or whoever, whatever they do, right, with these characters, someone is going to be disappointed. Sure. So and they're gonna and then they're gonna write very loud comments. Yeah, so it's, it's a really it's a really interesting place for them to be at. You know, you can't you know make everyone happy. Um, not just that, but the people who are unhappy won't just be like they won't just ignore it. Because in a new game, if you don't like the lore, you just ignore it. But in this, if they don't like the lore, they might be attached to it. It means something exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a very interesting. Uh, 
it's it's rough for the especially for the new writers because you have so much pressure. You got to make a good quality writing. Sure. But whatever you put out there, people who have invested in the story for ten years are going to attack you. Well, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, I don't want to, you know, I do want to defend Sylvanas, and and this is not being comical. Just we don't have all the details yet either. But there, I mean, you you have you there is valid criticism towards Blizzard's writing. They've already retconned so much content like you know, throughout the game. If you look at this Wikipedia, there's like wiki article showing how many things they just literally retconned, just changed after the fact. So they've oh, already yeah. like kind of written themselves in the corners and kind of you know had to go back and just change things to get yeah, out of it. So. It's been going on for 15 years, yeah. Jesus Christ, 16 how do you keep years, something yeah. going that long? Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. Uh, it's a good question. I think what really pissed a lot of people off is in that first uh, Sylvanas Warbringer video mm-hmm. is that there's one scene where there's like dying night elf is basically saying like you've made yourself an enemy of the living. You know, how, how do you live you with yourself? War against life. Yeah, you're worrying against life itself. But, you know, no matter what you do, you can you cannot defeat hope. And Sylvanas just looks at her. And I, I actually really love this scene. And she goes, can't I? And she turn, she tilts the night elf's head towards the tree and orders the burning of the tree right in front of her. You know, very it's dramatic. Kind of yeah, that is pretty neat. It's a very dramatic it's scene. And like maybe like that was what pushed her to burn the tree to basically like this one to show this one night elf to like, you know, I can kill hope, you know. And th- again, people would kind of look at that and say, yes, that's obviously comically evil. But perhaps, like, there's another angle to look at it, too. Perhaps if you burn the home of the Night Elves, you can maybe, uh, like, without, like, if they had not, if they had captured Teladrassel instead of destroying it, perhaps it would give motivation to all of the Night Elves scattered in the world to unite and basically reclaim their homeland, right? But if the homeland is destroyed, there's no point of, you know, banding together to retake something that's not there anymore, you know? So there could be a tactical purpose to that as well. But I just thought, regardless, it's very... Perhaps overly dramatic, but I thought it was a really intense scene, nonetheless. All right, I got it. The not the the, the tree is a temple, and and the forsaken are the Romans. Okay, and they destroy the old Israeli temple. Okay, Ooh. which is a tree. <laughs> what do you think? Um, it's it's all a metaphor. Oh my god! It's a metaphor Symbolism. for the Roman Romans destroying the old uh, Hebrew <laughs> temple. There you go. Damn it, Nero six one six. I I have another theory as well that um bit a bit of my own theory that. Uh, because because we do know after she burnt the tree down, all her all the other horror got really pissed off at her. Like, what the frick are you doing? You know, like because they knew they would retaliate, right? Mm-hmm. And perhaps she did that knowing the alliance would ret- retaliate. And what happens is the alliance attacked uh, the undercity. They they, they attacked Lordaeron, right? And after Lordaeron was attacked, the rest of the horde had really no choice but to keep fighting that, right? So even though you disagreed with the burning of the of Teladrassel, once they attacked Lordaeron, it kind of unites you to fight back because like you know you don't want to lose. Lordaeron, you don't, you don't want to lose the Undercity, and it becomes a battle. They get more invested in the war at that point, you know? Wait, I have a question for Lord. Uh, I don't know if you... Can, can Sylvanas res dead people to join as Forsaken? Yes, or... yes. Also, maybe course. she's building an army for herself, because if these well, two fight, and all these now you have all these corpses, right? That's she, an army she, for her. Yeah, but but that, that's, you know, considered immoral as well. Raising, like, uh, Horde to be Forsaken is considered, like, immoral, and raising, you know... Um, but she, her, her goal, her stated goal, was that she wants to basically destroy... Stormwind and raise everybody in it be a part of her army. Right, that was her stated yeah, goal. So, so, okay, so she's just trying to. She's like, uh, you know, in like Deep Space Nine or Babylon Five. She's just trying to get a, get a war started, you know, so she can yeah. take over. Are you saying that she's uh what's Odo again? She's the uh, shapeshifter or whatever. What are they called? The the masters. Their masters. The the Dominion. She's the Dominion. The Dominion. <laughs> there you go. There you go. For for the for the few Star Trek fans who might be out there. Yeah, but ultimately, I I don't think she's comically evil again. I think people are being a little bit too harsh. I, I don't think they've seen comically evil characters. I've seen a lot of bad characters in Final Fantasy XIV. Look, I love Final Fantasy XIV, but there are just some hilariously comically evil characters. I know, Gumble, you haven't played the game, but there's like, uh, in the most recent expansion, there's a guy named like Lord Xenos, right? He's like the viceroy of this uh, this area you're trying to liberate, right? You're, you're a freedom uh-huh. fighter trying to liberate this area. And like, there's one scene where he's like in his imperial court, right? And some messenger comes up to him, like his own soldier. He goes, Lord Xenos, I have news. That the rebels have captured like this territory, and and Lord Zenos gets up, looks at the messenger, and just literally stabs him with the sword. You give me bad news, and he kills him. Like, kill like that that is like such that is comically evil. There was no strategic purpose to that at all. There was nothing gained, and he just does something incredibly stupid. And this happens time and time again. In fact, I think at one point in the Final Fantasy XIV main story quest, this Lord Zenos guy he kind of defeats you on the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of killing, he goes, huh. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away and let you come back and fight me stronger because I like fighting people. And he walked away. <laughs> you know, he literally could have ended the rebellion right there. But I was like, you know what? I like fighting people, and like you're kind of strong, but like I beat you. I want you like come, come stronger and come fight me again. Like that's bad writing. That's awful writing. And 
I don't think uh, Blizzard has ever done that just yet. So they're not nearly, you know, they're on a different level, at least in my eyes. Let me tell you my secret evil plan before I kill you. Yeah, I mean, that's comical evil. Time to escape and beat me. You wouldn't think that could happen in like a story-driven game like Final Fantasy, but they literally just did exactly what you just said. There's this comically nonsensical stuff. So I didn't yeah, that the beginning, like the original <laughs> game with the villains at the end. I remember it being pretty yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. But right. I guess the point is that people care about lore and who knows where WoW will go. I have I'm gonna be playing the expansion, so I hope uh, it's entertaining. As long as it's entertaining, that's all yeah. that matters. All if, it's gonna be, if it's gonna be bad, let it be horrible. All right, and I'll be entertained by it being horrible. But I hope it's I hope it's good. Yeah. I hope it's fun. All three of us will be playing uh, the expansion next week. It, it actually comes out a week from now. So after oh, yeah, the podcast, uh, I might stream a little bit of it too. Us playing. Um, mm -hmm. So if you guys are interested in that, you can you can watch. Set your calendars. But yeah, I think Gumbo mentioned like Moo Legend and a lot of other MRPGs. I feel like a lot of games try to have stories, but I feel like we're at a place where if you don't have like enough world building the way we see in Final Fantasy XIV or World of Warcraft, you're either going to have like a, a story or you're not. Like there's really no middle ground. Like there's nobody out there that knows the, the lore for Moo Legend. Nobody's reading that shit. I'm telling you, it's impossible. Nobody's going to read it. And he, and he manages the Wikipedia. That's just him. Yeah, but <laughs> unless you like do something fun with it, you know. Um, do you remember Twin Saga, that like area games title? With the great writing. With the great writing, it was great an anime writing, MRPG yeah. by the X Legend people, and area translated and localized it for America, and it was literally just meme writing. The guy just had a lot of fun making it like stupid funny. It was it was basically comedy writing, and it ended up being really like that was like, one of the only MRPGs outside of WoW and Final Fantasy XIV where I actually read the text because it was actually. That's like, funny. So that I think that's absolutely true for me. It's the only one, and I've yeah. played so many of these MRPGs, and like it just. I cannot play that. Like the, the story is nonsensical. Why? It's it's not no point of reading it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, speaking of movie, we'll be playing Horde, by the way. I yeah, think. yeah, we're we'll playing Horde. Uh, that's Gumbo's choice because he actually has a preference. I don't. So I. Well, just... I already have a character. Okay. You're not making a new yeah. one. Oh, you're gonna keep playing that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Anyway, so that's that, that's next week. You can see. You can if you if, you, if you're not tired of this WoW talk already. Uh, stick it, you know. Stay tuned next week when we actually play well. <laughs> yeah, um, if we can get in, because you know, launch day is always an issue with these games. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we'll stream it for you guys. We'll see mm -hmm. how it goes. Uh, but yeah, back to Moo Legend. Uh, you guys mentioned that it's actually on Steam now. So I heard well, this game got our Steam. game of the year, MMORPG of the year, back in 2016, 17, 17, right? Do you remember how much money they paid us for that reward? I forgot. They paid no, us. I hope they didn't. No, I, I, I wish they paid us. I no, wish they, they paid pay us. us. Yeah. I think Black. We gave Black Desert the MRPG of the year for 2017, but they didn't pay us. No, nobody pays us for those rewards. I, I wish they did. But I wish they did, but they, they don't. Yeah. Rip. So, how many people does Moo Legend have on Steam? Anyone, anyone want to venture a guess? Oh, yeah, yeah. Guess. You two guess. I'll guess. All right. Uh, 3,000. Today's launch day, right? Today's yeah. launch day? Yeah. I'll say 3,000. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to say 2,000. All right. Scroll down. Okay. Today's peak was 1,600. Currently thirteen fifty, not bad, mm, not bad, not great. Not, that's not that's not good for day one. That means by the end of the week it'll be at what two hundred? <laughs> Isn't it like twenty percent of the original player base sticks around a week later? Yeah, so, a lot of players do quit pretty early on. And but the good thing is this game isn't like um it's not a new game. It's been out already, so like those numbers might stay because uh, the game's been out for like a year or so off Steam as well already. But interesting. Weirdly enough, if you play off Steam, you cannot play on Steam. They're they're they're, they're pulling that bullshit where you, you know, a few games do that. Yeah, I hate that. It's just I want to play on Steam, but I can't. You know. Yeah. Can we please? Uh, okay, we just got a link. I I know we talked about uh, Move Legends on Steam. Revelation Online is all. Okay, fine. So guess. I would really like. I already. I see it already. I see. I already looked. I already looked. I already looked too. I looked too. We all looked, boys. Okay, all so Revelation Online. Is it has I would never have guessed this. 122 people online right now. That's pretty I bad. just want to put it out there. I would have guessed by the same thing. I would have said So this is severely underestimated. Do you know what the problem yeah, is? If you look at their award section on Steam, they did not list the Immos.com Game of the Year 2016 award. That was their problem, okay? Had they put that on their Steam page, ah. their player base would be through the roof, you know? That's what they were missing, you know? So Black Desert weird. Online has the Immos.com Game of the Year 2017 award, award on their Steam page, all right? And that's why they have 10,000 plus players on Steam, right? That's the it's, only reason. People see that Mmos.com, you know, award like, damn, you know, Mmos.com likes this game. It's all flock to it, you know. We have, <laughs> we have that kind of pull with the kids these days, you know. So, okay, well, here's a question. Go ahead. 
any interest in returning to either of these games now that they're on Steam? No. no. Revelation, <laughs> no. Moo, maybe. I might even pay not to return. <laughs> okay, look. Revelation is honestly... I, I, I'm not going to say it's worse than Bless because it's not. Okay, I think it's, you, you really very few games can be worse than Bless, but uh, there was something very Chinese about it that I just couldn't shake off. I couldn't just I couldn't I couldn't shake off the the dumplings off me on that one. I don't know the noodles. It's, it was too much. But I think for me, Revelation, that there was something weird about it. But it was the weirdness that kept me playing. It was a very weird game that felt like it was designed by somebody who made those autoplay browser games. But wanted mm-hmm. to try and make a real game, and yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, for, that's that, basically for it. that weird experiment, I think it's interesting enough to have been worth playing just mm-hmm. to realize like, what can an MMORPG be? It could be this. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. Doesn't even look good, but it's here. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good. It's a good. A good it's, game. It's a fair, actually. It's a fair. Sorry. It's a fair game, boys. All right. Here's another question, guys. So Bless, as uh, you know, is unlike these other two, Bless is only available on Steam, okay? So the number mm-hmm. is more indicative of the entire population, right? Okay. Um, when Bless uh, launched, its all-time peak on Steam was about 34,000. I want you two to guess what the current number is. Who? How many I people? I saw it already. Oh, no. Sorry. All right. Uh, All right. The thing is, I've I've been railing against uh, Bless for a while, and I actually included in my weekly news recap from earlier. Mm-hmm. In the last month alone, the game has lost sixty percent of the active player base. Seventy. And in, yeah, in, the, in literally one month, we're talking it lost sixty percent of the player base. It's tiny. Thirteen hundred people online. Yeah. yeah, and by next month, it'll be down to five hundred. That game's got to go free to play. They have no other chance. They there have no other so chance. So much hope around it. I heard yeah. I heard multiple streamers say, oh, "I'm looking forward to it's good." Tons of streamers. Everyone was looking forward to it. A lot of hope on it. Mm. And uh, what a disappointment. Um, way to screw it up. Who was this again? This is uh, NCSoft? Who was it? No, no, WebZen, right? WebZen. Or NeoWiz. Yeah. NeoWiz. Excuse me. Yeah. NeoWiz. NeoWiz, right? We're going to jump through all the... NeoWiz is Moo Legend. Yes. Okay. Is it Moo Le- Who's Bless? Bless is NeoWiz. Okay, yeah. Moo Legend is WebZen. Is- okay. There you go. Yes. I think Thank goodness up. we got that. All right, Gumbo. I think Gumbo. Did you see the video of the guy, the streamer, crying over Bless? I did. That was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love and, that video. But, but I have to. I give him. I, I do empathize, right? Because here was somebody who just he wanted to relive those magic moments at three thirty after school when he ran home and played a game and had so much fun with his friends, and this was going to recapture all of those memories. And it totally took a fart in his face. And I think that's the only way to put it. Because it's... Think about this. You hype yourself up, right? Think about any event. I'm sure you guys can relate. You, you hype yourself up for an event. No matter what it is. It could be a concert. It could be you yeah, know, a movie. Like, like, yeah, anything, a movie. Yeah. And then you go see it. And it's utter shit. It's it's like that South... I don't know if you guys ever saw the South Park episode. All you see is shit on the screen. Right? Mm-hmm. And you just go... All that tension that built up from that hype was just a waste. It just feels like you wasted energy. So I guess he was really invested. Um, so I feel bad, you know? I'm Had sorry, the game been dude. mediocre, it would have been, been, been as bad, but it was absolute shit was the problem. Yeah. Like, it was unplayable, unadulterated, unfiltered, just doo-doo. So I think the bigger question here is, Steam has had a lot of trouble in the past. Steam, mm-hmm. a lot of things got through green light that were utter crap, and now... Uh, now there, there's a fee, right, to get on Steam, but Steam. Very low fee. What, what's happened now? Steam is just becoming a dumping ground for games that fail elsewhere and try and rekindle, rekindle an audience. And as far as I can tell, it's not working great overall. I mean, some games succeed. Black Desert is obviously doing really well. Mm-hmm. I think it deserves it. But then you have these. Uh, I don't know. The, the basically the trash that gets picked up in Korea, and they just need somewhere to relaunch it, and they choose Steam. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's a con. It's a huge con, and Steam, I think I blame Steam. The the thing I wanted to add, and maybe you'll agree with this, that uh, Valve and Steam they used to be, and we know this has been brought up before, and I think it's really becoming apparent now. They used to be a, like a a badge of approval, mm-hmm. a hallmark of quality. Mm-hmm. It lost that years ago, but it continues to prove to its user base that there is no reason to trust that something on Steam is going to be good or worthwhile at all. It's just a it's it's like a dump. And you have to scatter through it looking for that one laptop with bitcoins on it. You got to like yeah. throw all this trash, but it's a lot of trash. Um, 
And that's disappointing. It, it, it is. It is disappointing. And I think Valve is shooting themselves in the foot. Because the one thing they had, okay, is curation. So once they yeah. lose that now, right, uh, there's going to be no reason to... Prefer, so for example, like when, when Microsoft did that whole like games on Windows, all this crap, right? There was... No one wanted to even... Basically, the shit games went there, right? Because the good games were on Steam. Like, yeah. there was some kind of, like you said, an aura of uh, of curation. But now, it's the opposite. If you just click a random... If you, if you make a list of all the Steam games and you throw a dart at a random one, you're going to get some $1 piece of shit, right? That you get in the mail. Like, come on, you remember how many you, times... You, you get the cereal box, you know? Yeah, you remember <laughs> in, in, in your email, you'd get like 10 keys for like these shit games every day. Remember that? Like, all in, I still have a lot of those on my Steam library, and I want to find a way... <laughs> <laughs> all right, first of all, I, I completely disagree with both of you. I think the really? fact that Steam is open platform, let everyone put their shit on there is fine. I think you guys are insulting the average user's ability to navigate yeah. no, Steam no. and find good games. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. No, I am. I am. Insulting I, the user. I'm I am. Insulting the user. I'm insulting the user. Okay, so here's where Aaron and I disagree. I want to defend. I'll defend the. User. I just Steam when I started using it, it was just it was it was like it wasn't no blue ribbon baseball trophy, right? It was the mm -hmm. gold. It was your you got first place. You deserve to be here. And I know, Aaron, you brought this up before, and maybe Omar, you agree. I think curation, you know, being a good curator in a world that's so uh, deluged, as our word of the day, deluged with information, is a really important um, quality. And Steam used to represent that quality. And I think now more than ever, we need that. Uh, it would be nice to have a service similar to Steam that just like, it, you know, they have a board or there's some approval process. So, you know, the game you're going to play has met some criteria. Like it's a real game. Even I have a game in my Steam library called Shower with Your Dad. Right? Yeah. It's a game that should just be a flash game. I paid a dollar for it. I don't actually regret it. But it, it, if there was a Steam board, that game should not be on Steam. Um, so, so I, I what I do we I, lose by having those games on Steam? Here's what, what's the problem? Here's what you lose. Okay, I, I, you don't as us as customers don't lose anything, right? Yes, my, exactly. But listen, that's not Steam and Valve itself is a brand, right? And in a world where they allow everything, right? What happens is the platform itself, Steam, the name Steam, the name Valve, disappears. Because now it's not like it's not a, it's not a game on Steam. It's just a game now, right? Now yes. that leaves them open to competition because either Microsoft, what competition is there up, today? Nothing. Microsoft Store or uh, Tencent, you know, I, I believe, launched their game platform here. And now, since everything is on Steam, everything can also be on Tencent. Everything can also be in Microsoft Store. It's, but they There's own no... the platform. They own the moat. Anybody can make a Facebook competitor, but they already have the network effect. They're already huge. You guys are... Okay, here's, the, here's the reality. I'm sorry to break it to you all, Thai. Steam is bigger than ever, minus the recent dip that they it's had. Not, it's PUBG. not bigger than ever. Yeah. Because PUBG died in China. That PUBG is probably going to launch in China. The own platform, PUBG... What's, if, you, if you adjust it for PUBG's losses... Steam is like bigger than ever, and they've been opening up this, their doors to the floodgates of games for the last two years. And Steam's numbers have exploded higher. Okay, so what you're what, what you're talking about is not panned out any customer losses. All right, the it reality is, is it's working. Just, okay, here's a chart. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen this yet. I uh, will link it in chat as oh. well for you guys. So this is average daily players on Steam. Yeah. Every month this year, it's been going down. Purely because of PUBG lost its popularity. That's it. No, no, no. That's it's literally it. <laughs> Well, but Fortnite, Fortnite, I'm sure, it took some players off as well. But you realize, you realize, uh, Steam Direct launched in June of 2017, right? So look, why don't you look at that chart for a second? The June of 2017. Are we higher or are we lower since then? Spoilers: We are drastically higher, despite Fortnite oh, and despite shot, PUBG. Good shit. Get wrecked, kid. What, what do you got? What do you got for me? Okay, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. Look, Get locked in. Look, like I said, right now, Steam has no cachet. It's just literally, like you said, it's a place for all games, right? So that means okay, it's nothing. If you look at that chart from June 2017 with the launch of Steam Direct and opening the floodgates to every game where they lost their cachet, do you, do you notice a huge jump, an enormous spike up? And we're going to lose it all this year. We're not losing it all. We lost we're, half we're already, of it already. We're, we're well above it, though. We're well okay, above it. and it's going okay. down. What, you, uh, again, you are attributing the going down to something that a non-existent problem. It's going down because of PUBG. It lost over a million users. A million and a half users we lost And it's going to lose more. That's it. Dota's down. Dota's down. Uh... PUBG is down. The point is, none of that matters. Okay, Once all these see. new games are launching on Steam, they're bringing more players with them. Steam, yep. in, f in three, four years from now, Steam will be bigger than ever nope, before. I disagree. I think. Well, that, that's where we're going to make our. I guess that's where we'll find out who's I right or wrong. Bets, and I'm going to choose the winner. All right. Okay. Ready? Okay. You made your bets. Yes. Right, uh, Gumby, who's right? Gumby, who's right? I want you to tell us right now. One of us. Right we can move on. We can move on afterwards. So the yes. next... We can move on afterwards. You got to decide who's right or wrong. 
I'm, I, I actually, uh, I'm persuaded, and uh, I'm going with Omer. So, the numbers no, back no. me up. The numbers yeah. back me up. I'm a number. You, I, you go with your feelings, Altai. You go with the feelings. I'm going with the trend. So you're looking at the current. For, I'm, I'm looking at the future. I'm not even ending it. Listen, you got it. Nice. The dice have been rolled. Okay. All right. All right? The duck it's, says it's over. And now, the duck says it's over. Look, if it had not been for Steam Direct, all those hentai games would not be on Steam, and that would be a terrible future for us. All right, we have all the hentai games on, on Steam <laughs> Thank now. Thank God for hentai. God bless hentai games. There are some some you heard it here first, novels. MMOs.com, quote unquote. God bless hentai. God hentai, bless hentai games. Right, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Steam Direct, all our waifu hentai games would not be on here. Here's a little advice, not not related to this at all. It's totally unrelated. Uh -huh. When you're trying to hit a moving target, you don't shoot where it is. You shoot where it's gonna be. All right, that's that's not true. You, I play Counter Strike. You shoot up, and the bullet will go down. So you're supposed <laughs> to shoot where not what the target. Is, have so. you ever hit scan? Come on, CS:GO is hit scan. Okay, you shoot yeah, exactly yeah. where their heads are. All right, yeah. there's, there's no, there's no. You gotta put those console commands too to make your aim uh, better. All right, uh, I want to move on to a fun topic, and it's it's an issue. It's, it's something I feel like you guys probably didn't know about. I heard about it before, but I read more about it recently. It's about okay. old school RuneScape. All right. Ooh. And the question is, can democracy work in dictating? What comes to MRPGs? No. Well, let's well, see. And here's, here's the thing. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with old school RuneScape, they have a democratic system of adding new content to the game. Uh, in fact, the developers don't make any major changes without putting a poll to their players first. So what's remarkable is if you look at this, uh, I, I, I'll share the link if you guys haven't seen it in Twitch chat over there. They literally put up every major question to their player base and players have to vote on it. So if you scroll through their, their, their most recent poll, for example, click on the view the results, uh, question one: Should we add an in-game collection log? This would be an in-game interface that keeps track of how many, uh, how many of each unique item drop you've obtained. It's a collection log. A question uh, like: uh, Should it be possible to reobtain all pieces of the ghostly robes from any of the ghosts after the completion of the Curse of the Empty Lord mini quest? So very little things go to the poll as well. The most recent one, for example, everything is passed. But if you look at the other ones, for example, like you can see the archive of all previous polls. There's a lot of stuff that were voted on on here, which is pretty remarkable. Wow, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, a lot of questions. Go, and here's the beauty of this: because old school RuneScape is a very specific design mindset in mind, you don't you you cannot pass the majority vote. You you need a seventy five percent vote minimum on yes to get any changes made to old school wow. RuneScape. Like so a lot of things basically a lot of things uh, stall out at like seventy percent, seventy three percent, and they don't get added to the game, despite most people wanting them. And they make big changes to PvP and stuff via this as well. So if you look at, for example, that some of the PvP changes from the previous poll earlier this year. So we can link this one real quick. A lot of things end up at 70%, 74%, and none of this got added to the game. This is the only game that I know of that takes feedback so directly from their player base. Like, literally every major change gets added through polls in the game. And, and not everyone can vote on these polls either. You'd have at least level 300 in the game to vote on these polls. So level 300 worth of skills in the game. Which is not particularly difficult to get, but you can't manipulate it by having hundreds of counts. You know, you basically have played the game for a long time to have any say on what happened. And old school RuneScape is doing really well. I think this is remarkable. It's like a direct democracy in uh, in MMORPGs. It works because old school RuneScape, um, the player base knows what they want from it. They've played mm -hmm. it already. It's been around for a long time. I could see it working in this instance. I think didn't um, doesn't old EverQuest Classic do something similar? They do. They hold polls for their expansions, know. or at least they hold polls for when the next expansion is going to release. I think. I want it tomorrow. It's, I was like, vote tomorrow for that. <laughs> it's not like this. It's not this detailed. I yeah. was going to say, I hope in the long run, Blizzard does this exact model for Vanilla WoW. I think Vanilla WoW is going to do really well for one, two, maybe three years. But after that point, I hope they add new content in the spirit of Vanilla WoW. So it forks in a different direction where they add new content in the spirit of Vanilla WoW rather than the easy mode LFG uh, branch the current version's at. What do you think, Gumble? I would like that. I don't think it will happen. Uh, I think you can't implement that. Like you said, you can't do it right away. You have to wait a couple of years yeah, yeah, to yeah. get the players going to stick around. And I think, mm -hmm. again, that's also why something like this works, because it's the hardcore players, right? Um, I don't think Blizzard will do it. I mean, old school RuneScape uh, regularly gets more it. users than new RuneScape. So this is like the main game. You know, This is not like an offshoot. You know, Old school RuneScape is massively popular. Oh, yeah, it is. And that's impressive. That just really goes to tell, show that how powerful Old School RuneScape is. I mean, it's remarkable. I would love to see this kind of like system in other MRPGs because, like, there are sometimes the player, again, it's not always the case, but there are very often cases where players don't know what they want either. So, you know, you don't want to list your players all the time. Mm -hmm. But it seems to work really well with RuneScape. I mean, practically every major change goes through this. They've done small changes, 
without consulting their players, like small quality of life changes, some minor things, right? But even little details have to get voted on. And you see these polling booths in-game. You know, you don't just wow. go on the website. You do it in-game. You log into the game, you see a polling booth. That's and you, cool. get, you have to be level 300 to do it, you know, at least in-game. So you invest in the game to have a say in what's going on. That's do you think cool. other games are like, could, could, like, would benefit from this? I think it works for this kind of uh, um, hmm? a classic server-esque style. I don't think it would work for a production game. Like, uh, I, so for RuneScape, the main line RuneScape, yeah. they probably don't do this still, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. So, yeah, I think when you're catering to a dedicated audience, because I, I realize that it's still bigger than the, the main yeah, game. Yeah, it's the main game. Old School Rich is basically the main game. But see all the name, Old School. So they're, 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 I bet there's a lot of people who have been with the game for like, you know, 15 plus years, right? And you don't want to lose them. So I think it makes sense. Uh, so that's why I said I, I hope Blizzard does this for vanilla server. I don't recommend they do it for their mainline servers. Uh, old school has to feel preserved. Yeah, that's that's true as well. I mean, they yeah. did have a pretty design because it feels like a lot of the casual like once old school was created, like a lot of the hardcore players came here. The problem is, I think when you have um, like both casual and hardcore audiences in the same game, so like a game like Final Fantasy XIV has both hardcore and casual players in the same server in the same world. World of Warcraft also has the same thing, right? So it's a little harder to have that kind of system in place. But once you seg segregate your players between hardcore and casual in two separate worlds, you can have systems like this in place. But I, I do feel like a lot of games would avoid problems if they like, if they took if they sampled their player base the way they do in in, in this game. It, it, I think it worked really well, really well for an MRPG. I don't think it's the best way to do balance because I don't think players know how balance works. You know, like I don't think you can you can judge balance in Overwatch. Or League of Legends or Dota via in-game polls. You know, I don't think players are informed enough to make those decisions, right? But I think in MRPG where you know there is no real big balance problems like that, you could you could get away with it. Like, or, like how how content should be designed and whatnot. But I mean, I would love to see this. In, I I would personally like to see this in more and more oh. RPGs. And this is the only game I've known that that, that does this. So someone's looking in chat a design document on Google Docs for WoW Classic Design Survey. Uh, from what I can tell, I just saw this for the first time. I can't say this is official. It's a, it's, it's the source seems to be a post on the forums. Yeah, oh, wow. But yeah. not by a mod or admin. Uh, so this is this is an informal thing, it seems like. And mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that there are people uh, taking the survey. I wonder how many people have participated. And I, like I said, I do hope, I do hope uh, Blizzard does do something like this. Mm-hmm. It would make a lot of sense for uh, for 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 vanilla WoW, classic WoW. It would make sense after a given amount of time when the player base is whittled out. It would be pretty interesting. Imagine like uh, an MMORPG where players vote on one person in the game as like the king or the ruler, right? Or like the dictator, and he sets how the game gets designed, right? He he has absolute control over the direction of the game. And the developer just lists whatever he says that adds to the game. No, that, for, that, that's too extreme. He, he serves like these, these like. Three, like he 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 serves a one month uh, leadership role and he's got to be reelected if they like his decision or not you know and he takes control of the game that'd be kind of cool. Didn't well, Caligula burn half of Rome to the ground? Yes. So hopefully you don't get some asshole in charge. All right. Well, as you guys know, uh, CCP does something kind of like this. You can players can literally vote for the members of the Council of Stellar Management, and for I, I don't know how long their term is, maybe a year. They mm -hmm. actually advise and the company CCP and CCP listens to them. Uh, so, it's and then online on the site you can see the a transcript of their of their meetings. It's just an official thing. Look here. So the transcript of the minutes, which you know they did all the discussions they have, attendees. Uh, so that's pretty cool too. That the fact that you know, I guess you know CCP is one of the other games that kind of does something similar to this, where they directly listen to their player base. You know, I guess the player mm -hmm. base elects these guys to actually, and these guys go to uh, Iceland, right? Where, yeah, wherever yeah. CCP is. They go to, and, they, and, they got a, and they got a campaign. In the game, they're like campaigning, like vote mm -hmm. for me. I'll represent your interests. Like, like I'm a PVPer. You know, have a say on the board. Have make sure that the PVP are there. Don't keep electing these, you know, economy guys. Like, so there's a fun no, little campaign. Let's get some hardcore people in here, boys. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think CCP does something like this with uh with Eve. Hmm. But uh, Sephiroth, at least the point is, at least they hear them, right? And they don't always listen to them, but at least this is like at least some form of direct communication between them, you know? And it's an in-person communication as well. You know, everyone can say, oh, we listen to our players all the time. You know, we read the forms. But that's the, that's a very, you know, passive way of hearing your player base, at least flying them out to your headquarters 
and having these meetings and putting the meetings online publicly, at least there's more chance to interact and more chance to influence the game development. So CCP and Old School RuneScape, CP, the only game is kind of doing something like this. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, it works else? a little better in a game where everything is player-driven, mm-hmm. like a RuneScape or an EVE. Might be tough when you have lore in the mix. That's Goes a good back point. To our initial question, it doesn't work yeah. in a sandbox. Uh, it, it works in a sandbox. It doesn't work in a theme park. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to I want to change gears here. It's something that's very upsetting. upsetting. Oh, I, wonderful! I find this upsetting. All right, and mm-hmm. it's uh, another example of mobile gaming being oh. way too big. But I link the story out. If you want to share it on, on uh, show, at least show I, on the stream, I will. It's about the mobile strategy game Final Fantasy XV, A New Empire. Oh, it's a game I played at launch. I made fun of. I did a video on MMOs.com for it. And I, I worry that this would happen. Uh, this game is a mobile strategy game that plays exactly like Mobile Strike or Game of War. And it makes more money than every Square Enix MMO combined. So Sanjit Tower released a report today that shows Final Fantasy XV, A New Empire, earned a whopping $380 million since its release 13 months ago which significantly out-earns every Square Enix MMO combined, which would be Final Fantasy XIV, Final Fantasy XI, and Dragon Quest X, which collectively earn about $280 million a year. So this one game, this one mobile game, which is a reskin version of Game of War, it's literally a reskin, makes more money than all these other real MMORPGs that took effort to make. I mean, New Empire didn't take any effort. It's literally a reskin version of an existing game. Nice. It's it's pain it's painful, guys. This is painful. Re- putting this story up really hurt me because I'm like, holy shit, we're not going to get any more like any more real games anymore. You know, we'll it's only get mobile games. Of the MMORPG, decline of video gaming. Forget MMORPGs. You know, decline uh, of games. Try, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes made more money than the next ten best selling Fire Emblem games combined. That's uh, that's not an exaggeration. That that's Here's reality. Thing. One thing to point out though, a game like this, right? This game would not be successful without the Final Fantasy franchise behind it, without a Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 that exists. So yeah. it's not like this game doesn't exist in a vacuum. Isolated, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, in the vacuum is a way to put it. So you, it needed those other games to make this much. No, money. The, the reskin did, but the original Game of War is a is a generic. Uh, brand. It also did very well. Yeah. It's not like yes. it's not like it, does, it didn't rely on an existing brand. It just the reskin did, and I actually want to. I want to pour even more cold water on this idea of mobile. Oh, There's yeah. a hope out there that uh, eventually real games will come out of mobile, right? Right now, we're kind of in the early phases. It's a bunch of mm-hmm. gimmicks. But eventually, real games will come out. And so this week, a game called God Eater Online uh, shut down. It was, a, it was a MMORPG in Japan for mobile. Uh, and unlike the other ones, it was actually a real game. Like It was uh, it was by that company you mentioned last week, Amiibo or whatever. Yeah. As a BMO? As a BMO. So it was a, uh, I'll show you guys a trailer of it. Um, it's basically a real MMORPG, as, as real as you can get on a mobile. But it wasn't mm-hmm. basically, it wasn't like a gimmick like this. It was, you know, you move around, you fight stuff, etc. And guess what? It, it, it shut down in 13 months. So this shows me that people don't want uh, in-depth gameplay on the phone. No, but that, that's not fair either, because mobile games have so many titles that launch and shut down, right? Azobimo has got like 10 games. They're, they're all very similar, right? So just because one Azobimo title shuts down is not necessarily fair to say that people don't want this, right? There are Azobimo titles that are doing really well that are, you know, more traditional PC like MMORPG experiences, though fairly, they're not as big as, you know, Fire Emblem Heroes, Fake Grand Order, or these other autoplay games either, you know, so it's right. That, that, exactly. yeah. but there, there is, there, it's a niche, a more traditional MMORPG on mobile is definitely a more niche market. Right, right. So I, I, still, I think this shows that um, the market for these trash games is a lot bigger than the market for good games on mobile. Yeah, of course. It has to be. So Gumby, I want to ask you a question because I don't think you read the article I put on most.com for this, but mm-hmm. can you guess how much the average player spends on Final Fantasy in America on Final Fantasy 15, A New Empire? That's average per install. So it counts everyone that spent zero as well. How much did it install average? this game worth? Uh, 50? No, it's $10. Average person that installs this game spends $10. And they count thought, all the people that spend zero. Might, the whales might yeah. push it. In Japan, however, the average person that installs Final Fantasy 15 New Empire spends $60. So the yeah. average person that downloads this free-to-play game spends as much money as a full-budget you know, retail game, 60 bucks. That counts everyone that spends zero as well. So if you look at the only the people that spend money, it'd be over 500 probably, over 700 dollars per person. I would love to see 
what the person who spent the most money, how much they spent um, on the <laughs> Plus, game. Oh, how much they pushed the lots. average. A lot. Remember, we, we had a story, I think, a year or two ago where the, the guy in California spent $2 million on Game of War. Remember that? Remember that, Gumble? He embezzled money from his employer. He stole millions of dollars. Yeah. And he bought all this fancy shit, but they also spent millions on Game of War. So <laughs> it's pretty nuts. I got, I got a little mobile stat since we're on the topic. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Clash of Clans. That's an old one. You guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Many years old now. How much money do you think it makes Too per, much. per day Too much. So, far, so far on average in 2018? Remember, when did this game come out? Clash of Clans. Probably like five years ago. Six years ago. Hundreds of thousands. It came out in 2012, so it's six years old. Uh huh. So 500 grand. Five, 500 grand. 1.5 million a day. So oh, combine your two. We had them up. We, them up. we <laughs> got it there. A good team work <laughs> company, you know. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we were working together on that one. That's a that's a that's a nice chunk of money. 1.5 million a day. 1.5 million. Bin has got a family member that spends 100 bucks a week on one of those mobile strategy games. Yeah, Bin Sami, a lot of people do. It's nuts. And you know, one of the one of the critiques or. Uh, uh, comments mm -hmm. on mobile gaming was it's it's accelerated. So yes, these games can, you know, in a flash make a lot of money, but then they burn out. But mm -hmm. Clash of Clans is showing that you know you can have a home run that lasts you know six years. That's a, it's over half a decade, and mm -hmm. you know it, it shows all signs of going for you know the full decade. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I looked at the original article on Sensor Tower about this Final Fantasy game as well. In the last quarter, it made a hundred million dollars, so it's actually like increasing in revenue as well. You know. Because it only made 380 million in the last year, and the last quarter only made 100 million, so it's doing remarkably well after this time. Fire Emblem Heroes, 400 million guys, better than the next 10 games combined. You know why would you? Why would Nintendo make a uh, another Fire Emblem game on uh, on Switch or, or DS or anything else besides mobile, where it's making more than the next 10 best-selling games combined? So what you're saying is late-stage capitalism. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> and there's that that one Dragon Ball Z game as well, like. Uh, the Dragon Ball Z mobile game, it makes more money than like the next ten best like next five best selling Dragon Ball Z console games combined. You know, and it's just it's the the future is mobile and the future is sad. It's a sad future, boys. It hurts me. It hurts me a lot putting this these articles up because I know that with how much money these are making, companies want to make money, they're gonna make these kinds of games. Well, there's still at least a few companies out there trying new things or pushing the envelope in MMORPGs for the PC. Uh, I don't think Gumble's heard of this, so I want to bring the story up. Uh, Black Desert is making a remastered version. Ooh. They, announced this, they announced this two years ago. Yeah, they're finally getting right. around well, to it Well, it's now. getting around to it, and uh, it's going to be out on August 23rd. A lot sooner than I thought. Uh, I'm really curious to see what the hell it looks like, because the game already looked really good. Beautiful, I was, yeah. I was going to say that. It's already, like I think, the best-looking MRPG, and now they're going to... Not the best, but it's, it looks it looks. You don't really think it's good. the best? What do you think it's the best? I don't know, but I, I think it looks I really think good. I think it's the best. I, I, I'm I, not I, saying it's the best. Let me think. Um, okay, you think. Well, while you think, here's a screenshot uh, of the before and after. But again, it doesn't really. You can't see much in the screenshot. I gotta see the. I gotta see it in the game. In game. Mm -hmm. I really liked Black Desert. I. I almost. It's the. It's one game I could actually imagine myself going back to. Not that I will, but that I can imagine. You, you can imagine I mean? it. Yeah. I can imagine, it and I can go. Yeah, that that might be nice, but uh, not follow through. Maybe with the new graphics, I, I. I'm curious to see if my computer can run it. How many 1080s do you need to run this shit? With the I'm sure you can run it with 1080. I'm sure you can run it. Um, so graphics alone, they say a game isn't all graphics. Graphics will get me. To yeah, it'll that. pique your interest, you know. So yeah, I'm curious. I think what's it'll do the well. point? What? Let's, there, here's my question. What's the point? Um, why invest all this time and effort into upping the graphics? I mean, what is what is going through their heads to do this? Because how often do we hear of a game remastering their graphics and releasing, especially in the MMO sphere? The only um, well, one that once in a while is World of Warcraft. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, which is WoW does it once in a while. You know, WoW, even expansion. online That's has it, done really. it, but these are yeah. long-running titles. Black Desert. It's still pretty new. Yeah, you're right. Only a couple of years, and it's already a a, a really great-looking game. So I don't know what their I don't know what their uh, their plan is, uh, someone in the comments who said they're upgrading their engine and this is just a side effect. And that may be true, is that this mm -hmm. is just an easy thing for them to do. Um, and that's why they're doing it. And they can use it as a, as a material. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I'm excited to play it. I think, I think the remastered version launches later this month. In the, in, we have a release date for only the like the Middle East and uh, Middle East. North Africa. North Africa version of the game, the meta version of the game. Oh. And it'll probably launch around a similar time because the game does really well in the West. So... 
It'll probably launch around the same time. So I'm I'm curious. I'm, I already own the game. Hopefully they don't sell the remastered versions like a package you got to buy. Hopefully it's a free update for everyone. That would be a bunch of bullshit. If they that did. would be a bunch of bullshit, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Really? I would. I think it'll be free. Really? I, I, I mean, I, I think it'll be free too. I hope it'll be free, but it's possible that they're going to, they, they might try charging for it. It's definitely possible. But mm-hmm. I, I think someone in chat, Shania had it, had it right, where this remaster is kind of like getting ready for the console release. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh. Yeah. oh, it's going on console? Yeah. 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 End of the year, I think. Good yeah. for them. So Good I'm for still, the console money. Or I'm still waiting. What's the best looking RPG if not Black Desert? I like Final Fantasy fourteen, but it's oh, a different no. art style. They're hard to compare. They're hard to compare. It's different I, art style. I hate the art style in Final Fantasy You can 14. compare something within the same aesthetic. It's not what yeah. looks the most realistic or anything like that. It looks re- it looks quite a bit different, but I, I do love the visuals in Final Fantasy fourteen. But it, it's I'm trying to think what else is there. Eve Online looks really good too, but it's only because come you're, on, you're rendering like uh, it's like a skin. Like it's yeah, not, you, you yeah. see like a wallpaper like graphics. In that I game. think Eve Online looks great. Yeah, I, I think looks great. Too. I don't care if it's just a skin. I love. Yeah. I used to love just looking at my ship floating in space. Yeah. I'm I, I love 14's art style, personally. It's grown on me a lot, but really? they're, they're hard to compare between 14 and BDO. Hmm. Well, let's let's not discount Warframe. Sephiroth brings that up. Warframe, Warframe looks gorgeous. Game. I'll give it that. Warframe is gorgeous. I think what, what other MRPG looks really good? Elder Scrolls Island looks decent. I don't think it looks yeah. as good as BDO, though. <laughs> we all know we all know MapleStory One's got the best graphics, all right? I'll give something to MapleStory. It's got old school RuneScape's got the best graphics. Actually, hold on, Ragnarok Online, greatest graphics of all time. There we go. What are we arguing for? Ragnarok Online, one hundred percent. I've revised and, Ragnarok uh, Online. A close number two is X Steel. Ooh, a classic, a classic NCSoft title, X Steel. And number three is Rose Online for you kids. So, Do you know what Rose Online stands for? Ring of the Seven. No, you you dare invoke you dare invoke Rose Online in my presence without knowing what the acronym stands for. You got (laughs) Rush on seven episodes. Oh, that's it. I want you to know if we were on like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and that was like your final question and you fucked it up, I'd be upset with you. If there was multiple choice, I might have gotten it. Really? I would I would not guess Rush, but I knew it was seven something. Yeah. So I get the I I get the two inches that had seven in it. Dead giveaway. I mean, what if they all had seven in it? I'm fucked. And then you're broke. I, I gotta call a friend. Yeah, I gotta phone a friend. Yeah. Tibia graphics or go home. <laughs> Club Penguin had the best graphics. All right. Yeah, I pick up all the honeys on Club Penguin. I asked my, asked my, that's my dating site. No love for Neopets. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Neopets is, is still around. Club Penguin is dead though. Rest in pepperoni. It's, it's a true loss for humanity to lose Club Penguin. There's a mobile right? version now. I, I call yeah, else, it's so. not the same. It's not the same, boys. Just not the same. Habbo Hotel or Bust. Another classic. Pools. Toontown had... I think Toontown had pretty bad graphics, but it was it was fun. Adventure Quest. Battle on. Another classic. You know, they're making another... I know you guys mentioned RO. They're making another mobile RO game. Do you guys hear about this? No. It's a Chinese one, isn't it? Yeah, it's, all it's Chinese. It's released in China, Joy. Uh, it was announced in China, Joy. Here it is. Uh, it looks cool, but you know it's going to be shit because it's mobile. But it's got, the, it's got the music. It's got the nostalgia, baby. It's got the nostalgia. It's got... I see Prontera. I see is No, this is still Prontera here. No, this is not Prontera. What, what town is this? In Here's a good question. Seconds. If you wanted to go to Prontera, what was the warp command? Oh, From Izlu, you just go left and up. You go one map to the west no, no, no. and the north. If you want to... You guys played private, right? So you yeah. got to get no, to Prontera. We, we didn't have warps. You had to use NPCs on, our, on the server. You never played NPC server? I, I didn't play on servers, we could just warp it well. Oh, I sure as hell did. I was in a little bitch. This oh, game looks mega cute. Holy shit, I like the art in uh, this mobile. It's gonna suck, but you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. It'll probably suck. But my nostalgia will let me try it, you know? Oh man, I was watching this last night. I was like, oh, I wish I could like... I wish this was a real game on, on PC. Not <laughs> yeah. a mobile piece of trash. It's called mm-hmm. Tree of Savior, and uh... Didn't work out. How's Tree Saver doing? Let's go check uh Steam It still Church. has a decent Tree player base. People still play it, so it's not it's not dead. It's by no means dead. I had such hope. Yeah, I think everyone did. But... It's pretty it's dead, still... man. Eighteen hundred people. It's barely beating. Eighteen hundred is not dead. It's it's like blessed levels. But it, it's already over like two years old now, so no, it's it, I, I I'm not giving that to you. It's not dead. 
And look on Steam. How many other more MMORPGs have more players than uh than Tree of Savior? Not that many. You have obviously like Final Fantasy 14. You got like uh, I'm not gonna count Warframe. Warframe is, uh, is more MMO than MMORPG. You have like Path of Exile, perhaps Black Desert Online. There's like maybe like, it's, it's in the top ten of MMORPG, like, top ten, top fifty, top probably top ten of MMORPGs well, of Steam MMORPGs. Yes, of Steam MMORPGs. So it's it's that many players is definitely not bad. If you say so. I'm more surprised that Black Squad still has like over 5,000. Average is like wow. 6,000 plus players on Steam. Black Squad is killing it. It's a free-to-play uh, shooter, tactical shooter. Seems nuts. What are the MMO news you got for me this week? Not more news, but I played. I played a bit of. Uh, I played a bit of Osu this last this last week. What? You guys Osu? know what? Uh, you, you actually tell me pronounce Osu. Do you know how you pronounce the game? I thought it was no. Osu. It's not Osu. It's 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 spelled O S U with an exclamation mark. It's pronounced Os. Did you guys know that? No, I don't know what huh? this is. No, oh, it's, uh, it's a rhythm game. It's a rhythm game. On, I know uh, Osho. Oh, no, not Osho. Uh, Os. I played some Os with some friends the other day, and holy shit, I suck at uh, rhythm games. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do it. It makes it makes no kind of sense for a me. A lot of you know, it's kind of like the raids in Final Fantasy fourteen. Like that, I always watch you do that one robot raid with the grid, mm -hmm. and to me, it's just lights. You know. Yeah. But if you do it enough, uh, your, your brain, like, train. You know what's funny? I bet you, by doing that raid or people playing Osu, they're retraining so many of, like, the synapses in their brain for such a useless task. <laughs> like, you could learn to play the piano, the violin. Look, You could learn Chinese in the amount of time people have spent on games like Osu or Final Fantasy XIV. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I want to see if we can show you a video. There's, like, some insane levels in that game that are, like, inhumanly difficult that people just, like... I don't know how they do it. I, I don't I don't know. Like if you look at like this video for example, uh, Altai, this was uh, one of the levels I tried, and it just I, I lose in the first like ten seconds. I, I am atrocious at these games, but like if you watch people on YouTube, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how they can they can do so well. Right, let's see this. Also, Team Neko can can't defeat Airman. Uh, this is for Mega Man too. I should put the music up too. You can defeat Airman. You metal the Metal oh. Man. There Whoa. you go, Metal Man. It's it. Obviously, this guy makes it look very easy. Uh, if you try and do this, you just, I, I can't move the mouse fast enough. Like, yeah, you know, I don't have this go. kind of mouse control. Yeah, it's it's insane. But people are uh, got here at these games. I used oh. to play Frets on Fire. You know what that is? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a lot of that in uh, in a high school where we did nothing. Just played Frets on Fire every day for about a year. I didn't I learn got, the real yeah. guitar. I learned Frets on Fire. <laughs> mm -hmm. Reminds me. I I don't think either of you have. Heard about this? A new a new music game got announced today. A new uh, music game. That's what we need. It's a procedurally generated uh, like platform slash adventure game. Here, I'll play it right now. I'll link it in chat. Is it MMO? No. No, not MMO. I mean, not, neither is Osu. I don't know. <laughs> well, Osu has ten thousand plus players online at once. You play multiplayer. Uh, it's got persistent oh, uh, score. It's got persistent score. Uh, Os MMO confirmed. Rhythm games, uh, any games that involve music or anything that uses your own music where you have to follow the beat, um, underappreciated category of games. I think, I think, I think they're really popular, actually. That, that, that genre of games. They like, just, I, I feel like they never get attention. I, I feel I just never hear about them. No, really. awesome I, was that, uh, was game, right was that Games Done Quick, wasn't it? Summer Games Done Quick? Was they, it? I think they did something for, for Osu. So maybe in my world, i got to expose myself. But I didn't know it was that popular. There's over 10,000 people playing us. You know, it's it's hella popular. Step Mania was. There you go. This game Where, looks really pretty, though. This, yeah, this rhythm does. game. It sounds like, cool, I, too. It looks really bizarre. There's that one VR one that's doing really well, too, like Beat Saber. It's another rhythm game. That's one of the ones where it makes you feel like you can actually make a beat. Yeah. The game is just uh, programmed to make every sound you play work mm -hmm. with the uh, background beat. You know, obviously, we all know the best uh, rhythm game was Donkey Konga for for the game. Oh, yeah. All right, Donkey Konga, boys, that's that's the one. All right. I, I never, I always hated console games that required their own peripherals, whether it was like yeah. a joystick or the wheels or any or the bongos, anything like that was just cringe. Donkey Konga, you you don't want six dollar bongos that you can only use for one game that had like two inputs, <laughs> like left and right. Come on, dude, yeah. you need those. Come on. Oh my god. We all need that jazz. Parappa the Rappa. That's a, that's an oldie. It's a classic. Yeah. Never played it. PlayStation game. 
Classic PlayStation title. One of the big dogs. Right, we got anything else, boys? Anything else for a mo discussion this week? I don't think so. I've been disconnected, so I'm relying on you. Right, don't we rely can, on we, us. That's the rule. We can uh, we can we, we we can bullshit a little bit in the post game. We got another. Don't rely on us. Sounds you heard good. It here first, MMOs.com. Quote unquote. Don't rely on us. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I am I am <laughs> the most reliable source for emo news, guys. All right. We all know us is like an emo, right? Definitely. Yeah, mm. we can argue about that in the post game. Yeah. Definitely, right. definitely true. That's that. a post game argument. All right. Well, with that, take it easy for YouTube. Yep. And See we'll you be YouTube. on a little bit. We'll be on for a little bit longer on the post game. All right.